Welcome to Sneaker Dads. I'm John Ratner. I want to thank everyone for the ongoing support. And if you missed last week's episode with Slave for Shoes, go back and have a listen. This week we have Kristen, aka K Black23, on the podcast. She has a lot of experiences to share and a lot of perspective as well. Let's get into it. Kristen, welcome. Hi. Thanks Hi. for coming on. I know you have a day off, so I caught you on a good day, and uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I know you're busy. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, but as always, I have to start. What's in the rotation? It's October. It's getting cool. Toronto, where I am, New York, where you are. What's on feet these days? Um, Honestly, I feel like I've been kind of regular lately. I've been wearing, you know, like low dunks or just old stuff that I have a lot of Nike ID like I've been honestly my rotation for work is mostly shoes that I've designed because I find like fun in that because when you get shoes that like is a hype shoe everybody is constantly you know has the same shoes on so I like to stand out in that way and plus I like to be colorful a lot of the time I was going to ask about that later but maybe we could talk about it now because you work at a dance studio you're a teacher you kind of manage it I think and and you can wear what you want. But I also want to ask about, you know, the, I guess, mostly young ladies who, who dance at your studios. I don't, I, I'm not sure if there's any, any young men there. Okay. But did, oh, there are. Okay, good, good. Um, I know dance studios aren't gender specific, but I, I didn't see any. But mostly girls dance, yeah. <laughs> do they notice your shoes? Oh, yeah, they all know. And I mean, at this point in my sneaker life, they all know who I am, exactly what it is. But when I started, I feel like the kids would ask me, like, what's Supreme? Or like they'd ask me, you know, they'd be like, oh, I like your sneakers. Like, but they now they're all like, I mean, I, I created a bunch of girls that they know what's going on. Not necessarily like they, they're sneakerheads, but, you know, they have all of them have my shoe. So I could say oh, that. Nice. And uh, yeah, so I wear whatever I want to work um because I dance I teach hip-hop and contemporary so I could just take my sneakers off and dance um yeah so I pretty much that's the best part of being having all my shoes as I actually wear them all yeah and we'll talk about your shoes in a bit but um other thing I wanted to ask you and you know I have uh some dads and 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 non-dads on obviously you you're in the non-parent and moms too I have you're in the non-parent category in the and I, I used to call it wear everything. I, I, I still want to know, even though it's not titled wear everything, because I know you have a lot of old pairs and maybe even have some pairs that are too special. I don't know. Do you wear everything? Or I something? wear everything. I yeah. wear everything. I don't care how special they are. <laughs> I wear them because what's the point? Like I spent all that money on the shoe. Like what am I supposed to look at it? Like I, I feel like the true essence of being a sneaker person is the, the wear, like you get excited wearing it. Like what, how are you claim to be a, you mean you're a reseller if you just slip shoes. I mean, in my head, it's like, that's the main thing. Like if I got a hype, hype pair, like off white, when they were like dropping the first 10, I wore them out of the store. Like I didn't care. I wasn't like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't wear these because even after that, if I wanted to sell them, I could still sell them for money because they were worth something. So it didn't matter. Yeah. And, uh, interesting when you talk about resale you're a pretty small size tough to get we maybe we'll talk about that later when we talk about you know being a female in the new york scene but but um but also i mean it must be i mean sometimes you're maybe the only size the, the only pair in that oh, size i've camped out and they didn't even have my size like yeah. i've camped out at kids for ronnie's um volcanoes the first the jelly the jelly fives the original and I camped out and they told me that they, once I got in the store, they said, we only have your size online. And it was too late at that point. And that was when I was, that's like 2012. Like that's when I first, when ASICs blew up, I like was in the scene of like, I waited online and because that was the only way to get them at that point. But now ASICs totally like died. So <laughs> it's easier. <laughs> I mean, it's cool to be in New York, obviously, because you have access to a lot of stores and a lot of releases. But do you know other people your size? Or you, what is your um, size? I'm a four and a half, five in men's. So so what do you do if you're looking for something other than what we I do? Mean, like, do you I know? have a couple people that aren't from here, but um, had like um, sizes that they were selling on Instagram. Like I would know people, but it, very rare. I would be hard for me to get my size, honestly. Yeah. 
Absolutely. What about older pairs? Because I know you've been collecting for a long time. Are there pairs that are just unwearable? I have no, I actually, I have pairs from 99 that are still, I have Jordan 11s from 99 that are still wearable. They're just yellow, but they're yeah. still wearable. And um, I actually gave, I gave my nephew like a whole bunch of shoes and he's like nine. He wore a pair to school and he said the whole the outsole came off, but I don't know what he was doing with it, <laughs> but they were very old. They were maybe from 2007. So yeah maybe he needs to wear them as much as you you know another thing i was going to ask about later but you brought it up your niece and nephew you seem pretty close to them are they into sneakers at all oh my yes my niece is like my i have an older nephew but you know he's my godson but he's not like really into me anymore he's too cool now <laughs> so he but he always calls me like wants me to get him stuff but my niece is like oh i need tie-dye socks and oh, I want easy slides. And you know, she's nine and she's like, you know, and then the other one's like, well, I want sneakers too, because they're twins. So I'm very close to them because I teach dance and my sister's a dance teacher. So we all, and then my niece is there every day. So it's like, can't get away from my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, that must be nice. And uh, so, so it sounds like the, the older one, you said is your godson, he, he must've been influenced by you. And maybe now he doesn't want to admit it. Oh yeah, I have videos of him when he was like six. I got him Yeezys, and he's like screaming like it was like a diamond, twenty million dollar ring or something. Like he was going like, "Oh my god, I got Yeezys," you know. So I know he he draws pictures with like Supreme for me when he was little, and like so he definitely. I think to his friends, he's the cool one, though, you know, because like he knows about everything. He'll hit me up like, "Tt, are these fake?" And I have to like sit there and be like, "Mike." I have to send it to Mike. Let me send it to Mike. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then we send it to other people because we have to like, you know, figure it out. I want to wear <laughs> big shoes. Of course not. And uh, I guess then the twins, they're young enough that they're happy to listen to you. And then they'll be teenagers one day and then they'll say they're too cool also, right? I'm, I'm getting that a little bit from my kids. They, they'll come back around. They'll come full circle when they fully <laughs> realize like what was going on around them right now. It's like, oh. Of course. <laughs> Of course. So I know you're from Queens and that sneakers were a big part of your younger days. So take us back to where this passion started for you. Um, I was really into like Griffey's like when I was younger and, and and like it started with like me just wanting to like match outfits. And I really at that time, Michael Jordan was in the NBA and, you know, basketball was like such a big influence. Like I always hung out with the boys and I always was like a tomboy. So sneakers was like I just always loved sneakers so when I got my first like money I went and bought myself sneakers like that was what I was into even back then my family would be like oh you're wasting your money like you're like you don't need all these shoes and why do you want to wear basketball sneakers and I got abused by the girls you know Kristen wants to hang out with the boys type because and, and like sixth grade back then when there was no internet and like you know you hung out with your friends and played basketball and did sports every day so that was like I felt like I always felt like an outcast. And then as the years rolled by and then sneakers was still like, it was still quiet for a while. And then it blew up. And when it blew up is when people started to be like, Oh, like people started to notice even my family. Like they used to be like, Oh, what are you going to, you can't buy a house with all those shoes. Like, what are you going to do? You should have a house, you know, like that's where their mindset was before. And then when I started to like blow up naturally, like organically. I never tried. I was never like, let me try to make it in the sneaker community. It was always genuine. And that's where, for me, why I'm like off of it kind of, cause I don't feel, I feel like anybody can buy any pair of shoes now if you have the right amount of money. And back then it was more like organic and it wasn't like so commercialized, I guess. Yeah, and starting back then, you talked about the Griffies, and I'm sure there are some other oh, yeah. pairs that you remember. Yeah, are there some others that you remember from I way mean, back? Yeah, I was like, I was heavy into Jordans off top. Like, I had every Jordan. I used to buy, in college, I used to get two pairs of Jordans, like, and that was when they were, like, Nike accounts weren't getting in trouble for selling them early. So I would get, like, two pairs and then go to school, and they'd be like, oh, my God, that girl. Like, and people would be like, I didn't even know those were coming out. Because I was like, I had, I used to go to stores and, like, collect the cards and then just call and be like, hey. Hey, are you getting these? You get, you have them, you have them and go like that. I didn't care where it was. I went to Jamaica. I went to Staten Island. I went wherever they had it. Jersey didn't matter. I was not scared at all. You've told that story on the breakdown, but just expand on it a little. You're talking about getting Thank business cards. So and in J Jamaica Coliseum Mall, sneakers was like, they used to have like a hundred sneaker stores. 
off the top of my head right now, I have to sit and think of the names because I don't remember. But they're still there. But they had so many stores that like all around the area, on the avenue, in the mall. And then there's like a little side block where you can't drive. It was just all shoes. So I would go to the stores and just get the cards. So this way I wouldn't have to go, you know, like a psycho around. So I would just call them and just call every store and be like, are you getting the gray nines? Or like, you know, just did you have them? That was before fakes was even like a thing. So yeah. and then you would have Jordan sitting on the shelves that people didn't even care to buy. So times change. Did they start to get to know you eventually? Because not to say that, you know, maybe you're hanging with the boys, maybe you're hanging with the girls, but I'm sure there was. Oh more, yeah. More boys oh, yeah. Buying. I have a lot of sneaker friends from, I mean, I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to sound conceited because I'm really not because I don't care. But like, I feel like back then I was like the original only girl in, doing it i didn't know any girls doing it now i know a lot of girls and i met them through social media which i'm sure they've been doing it as well as long as i have but in my scene or the people i was around i was known for it nobody else and was fashion part of it back then you talked about getting putting a nice fit together what were you into back then (laughs) yeah what what was going with those griffies and those bo jacksons and the early jordans Were, were you into clothes too Rockaway academics. I used to wear like everything. Like I was just everywhere. That's why, like, even with sneakers, I'm all over the place. Like, I'll wear Asics. I'll wear Off White. I'll wear Nike. I'll wear Bape. I'll like. I just whatever looks good. I want to wear. It's just putting things together and colors and stuff like that. I don't. I don't discriminate on any brand as long as the quality is good. What do you remember from those days in Queens? Was what were all your co- you know your students at school were, were people rocking that type of stuff was everyone kind of looking from that I mean in Toronto we didn't get all those brands that you guys got in New York but we definitely were trying to get our hands on whatever we could if we could get stuff sent to us I mean y- you had access to a lot of those brands were you going into the city and looking for them and or could you could you find them in Queens um you could only find them in certain part of Queens where I was from in Queens no you'd have to go to Jamaica Queens or you have to go to the city. LES is like 10, 15 minutes from where I grew up. So before traffic, but now, you know, so I would just go to LES because everything is in the city. So where were you, where were you going in the early days in your, in your teens? Um, well, mostly like, I mean, Jamaica, yeah. Jamaica, Jamaica, probably Jamaica. And then once I got older, then like when Kith, when I started to go to Kith, like Kith came around like 2011, maybe. And then so I started to go there and then I knew everybody who worked there and then you go to Supreme and you know people there and then you just go every store in Soho is like you could walk to. So you didn't have to go drive even. You could just go to all the stores. And so every week, even if something wasn't dropping, I would go and just to see what was going on, you got to keep those relationships going. So when something does drop, people look out. Mm -hmm. And as far as sneakers, you had them, you know, as a, as a teenager or even younger, it sounds like. And did you start kind of keeping them together or did you take care of them or did, did they get tossed? And, you know, as you grew older, you started sort of collecting. Well, I feel like they, I like I liked them and I, ca- I kept them together, but I danced in them. So I didn't care. So I like I would wreck a lot of pairs, a lot of pairs. I'm like, oh, I wish I still had those. But like. <laughs> I can't, I still have pairs from 99. Like I still have pairs that I just won't ever give up because they mean something. I think you highlighted a, a pair of 11s. Was that a, I remember you talking about that. Was that one of them? Or can you remember any others that you still have? I do. I have, I have 13s. I have nines. I have six. I have the, all the pairs that just came out like 2019. Like I have the originals, <laughs> you know, I have like three pairs of shadows now. Like, at this point it's like I've I had three pairs of breads like it just became like then I had to get rid of a couple pairs because then I'm like why am I keeping three pairs of the same shoe like now I need to you know downgrade so I did a little but I still have a lot of shoes yeah I want to hear a little bit about uh I won't ask the unasked question about how many have you probably don't know but what you're into I know you're you're big into ASICs obviously big into Nike and and you don't seem to discriminate in terms of brands but what what are your what are some of your favorite brands and and maybe even talk about some of your favorite sneakers 
brand wise, my favorite brand obviously is Nike. Air Max One is like my ultimate favorite shoe. So I mean, my favorite. I mean, I like Pada. I like Nike. I mean, well, Nike's collabo with Pada. Like I had to get those because I just had to. I didn't care about a pay resale. I was like, I had to because Air Max One. I feel like is special to me. I don't know. I, I made seven bespoke Air Max One, so they mean like so much to me. Um, I like Asics, uh, Polo. I love Polo, Ralph for Life, Kith, um, Supreme, I feel like has died for me. I still rock Supreme, but I don't shop at Supreme anymore. Like accessory wise, I'll definitely hit it up for all accessories. Um, I don't know. I feel like I like everything. Stone Island, uh, ABC, I love um, the Camp Out brand. <laughs> Of course, of course. You know, I wanted to talk about the bespokes. I'm glad you mentioned it because you have seven and you get, I think you you have a, aside from your, your own shoe which are, and, and some other shoes you, you've helped design or, or designed on your own. Um, let's talk about the bespokes first because I think people recognize recognize the, those shoes they're 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 sort of well known in the at least in the air max runner community mm -hmm. i i know i know i recognize all your air max ones and and people love them what what do they mean to you why talk about them well i feel like from starting from a kid i've always like liked i feel my i feel like i was forced to dance i love to dance but i feel like i could have gone into design or something because I really like love that and I, I like to express myself through that with clothing and sneakers so I remember like on Nike on uh Fifth Avenue I was on it was the Nike it was the big Nike town and I used to go there and they had a Nike ID but it wasn't like Nike ID now like bullshit it's like a Nike ID where you sat you talked to somebody but it was still Nike ID so I made a I made a old corduroy dunk I still have it and um I saved it and I was like always like oh wow I love to do this because I wore that dunk and everybody would be like oh wow that that's so nice and I was like oh I made it myself and like that that I was like so I started to be like oh I like to do this so then one of my friends who's heavy into sneakers was we were talking about the bespoke program that he won a contest when he was younger and he was going to do a bespoke. And then I was like, Oh, then you have to know somebody to get in there. So I had friends that worked there. And then I was like, Oh, so it just happened organically that I got an appointment. And then after the first appointment, I was like, Oh, I'm hooked. So the quality is just like beyond anything you've seen with the Nike shoe, because every single like piece is made by you. Like there's like 40 something different panels. So. So it started with one ID, and then the next shoe you did you did you, was already bespoke. So one they ID. didn't even have the Nike ID program online yet at that point. <laughs> right, it was the early days where you had like to go in, ago. and yeah. it was it was like a full service ID almost. It was right? Seven it was like, years ago, my first bespoke. So um, I did that, and then I was like, "Wow, this is great!" And then I was like, "When well, I save money again, because it's like it's a lot of money." So I saved money. I did one a year, pretty much. And then the last year I took the money from the Serena shoe and I was like, I need to make something that I'll have to correlate that. And I made the final one and then bespoke closed. So yeah. I wanted to ask about the bespoke program because I know, uh, I don't know if it's running anywhere in the world right now. It hopefully comes back to New York and, and hopefully if it's closed in London or whatnot, it reopens so people can do it. But everyone talks about the preparation and the sort of, onslaught of choices and if you're not ready and you haven't talked to someone did you feel like you were prepared that first time because you knew people and they kind of I was nervous you? but I also didn't want anyone to tell me what to do so I was because they go in there and they pull out drawers and drawers of materials and you're if you don't know what you're getting into then I mean I didn't say to myself I'm picking the colors before I went because if I did that I would have never you you you're like get anxiety over you'd be having anxiety in there because if they don't have the color you picked where they don't have the material that you wanted, you start being like, you know, like, so I was just like, let me just, just go and wing it. So I learned a lot the first time, but nobody told me what to do. They just were like, okay, what do you want this? What do you want that? And I would just sit there and slap the swatches on top of each other to make sure. But if you're not a person that likes that or can handle that, it's not for you because it's not like Nike ID where you sit there and you go, okay, these two panels are picked the same. And the, you know, it says, it's not like that. It's literally every single thing. And if you listen to them, they want to make the easiest shoe possible. They don't want to sit there and wait 10 hours for you to pick a shoe. So they want, oh, you want this? Okay. They're not, they're not going to tell you, no, that doesn't look good. 
or no, you shouldn't do that. They won't. They'll just go with whatever you say. So if you don't know what you're doing and if you don't trust in yourself, it's not for you. And you also have to know that you could think outside the box. I know people are talking about flipping materials and things. So you have to, mm-hmm. I guess you have to ask questions and, and push the limits to what you're well, I tried to, to get a backwards check on the last shoe and they were like, we can't do that right now because Travis is doing that. So that was before like he started dropping all that. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, at that point you can't. And then, um, but this, the stitching you could, there was so, they were just, they just got all new materials when they shut down. So it was like, uh, I literally went there, used all the new materials, and then they were like, okay, we're closing. And I was like, what? Like, I mean, it's really sad. But you need to come with a game plan. It's like some kind of game plan, or at least know what you're in store. Like, what's your advice? Because I know you want to be creative on the spot. You don't know what's going to be at your disposal, obviously, until you see it. So you want to have an open mind and be able to change. But you don't want to just come completely blank. If it was my first time, for example, oh, like, first time I would talk I to you, I'd be like, okay, what am I expecting? I mean, you know? I definitely talked to people, but I would, I definitely went completely blank the first time. But the third pair I had written down, I remember writing things down that I wanted to do on the shoe. And that pair was definitely one of the most intricate pairs. I, one of my favorites that I, I did write down. So it depends on like your process. Like, yeah. you, like with even like designing the shoe on Nike ID with that I had, um, when I'm sitting, when, well, I do it all the time and I do it quickly, but when I was doing it for the shoe release, I literally stared at the shoe. Like I would just stare at the shoe, like, and see, like, it's just a feeling like if you, if you're a person that feels an energy and all that, like you gotta be connected. Otherwise you're not gonna be creatively yourself. Yeah. Like copying other people or doing what someone else told you to do rather than what you want. Yeah, it's hard to even avoid taking too much inspiration from someone when you're doing a Nike ID because you see someone do an ID and it's like, oh, those are really nice and it's their idea. And it's like, oh, you want to tweak it and you want to do your own thing. It's hard. You could copy someone directly, but obviously that's not the spirit of it. And I know that's definitely not the spirit when you're doing a bespoke because uh, technically you can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. Um, It makes you wonder why Nike doesn't use those materials more often yeah i mean obviously the shoe to me it's not worth a thousand dollars but it is worth a thousand dollars if you look at it like that's why whenever like nike id comes out with like they'll have a special materials i'm on it like i don't do nike id every day because it's boring old materials but when they start oh we have patent leather oh we have snake skin oh then i'm like on it then i'll do it but otherwise it's kind of blah yeah, it's nice when they come out with that good materials or even some new colors and then, and then they usually disappear, right? And mm-hmm. you got to you kind of got to move quick. Yeah. I wanted to talk of course about the Air Max 270, but before that you mentioned some other pairs you designed. Can we talk about those before the 270 yes. because there was there was um I forget I did, the name of the program. I was the Nike uh cultivator. It right. was Nike by you and it was and they what happened was they had like, I saw it on Instagram that they were like posting, it was an ad for it. Like you should enter and we're going to pick people to design a Nike shoe. So I mean, I didn't think I was going to get picked. So I entered and then they hit me up and I was like, oh my God. So they let me, the first time I designed three shoes and I designed a 95. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> so I actually forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Arachi and a Air Force One. Yeah. The Air Force One I designed after my high school colors. Everybody loved that one. That one sold like so many shoes. Wasn't and, that the corner store? Th- was there a corner cor- store theme? Corner store. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Air Max One. And then the Hirachi, what was the, was there a theme? That was just a City Lights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. City Lights. It was the lights like, and then the, the, um, Air Force One was like at the Juniper Park, the park I used to hang out. I hung the shoes there. It was like a park theme. And the 95, what was that? And the 95 was just, I just did the 95. I just didn't, your design, yeah. Yeah, just, I think the corner store was like the theme for everything. And then I just did that. So how did it work? You submitted some ideas or you said, no, they said this is who I am? Shoes. I, I wrote, oh, I literally didn't send any, I sent my Instagram profile mm-hmm. and just a little paragraph about me. I really didn't try. I didn't think I'd get picked. And then, because I was in a magazine, um, I was in Japan, like their Sneaker Freaker magazine. 
for I got picked for like New York City sneaker girl and there's like a full page ad I have the book like with all like my sneakers and pictures so I had that already so I said I was that and like they just hit me up and said design three shoes and we're gonna pay you and um you're gonna sell them and I was so excited so I mean at first I felt like all right whatever I'm doing Nike ID it's like to me it was like bullshit because I'm like oh you know no one's gonna respect this like you know but actually it was a big stepping stone so as much as you think something doesn't matter it mattered so much and i was like top seller so then after that i thought i was done you know because then they were like oh we're doing new york we're gonna ask uh 28 new creators from new york and then i was like oh man i can't do that because i already was in it they contacted me and were like listen we want you to be in this one too we want you to be the one of the featured women because we're going to make it about women and i was like okay but there was men in it but they just featured five girls so I was like, oh, you're going to have a commercial. You're going to, you know, I was like really excited for that. So then, and then my shoe was like in the store with my name on it. Like it was really dope. Yeah. Let's talk about that shoe. That was an Air Max 270 React. Is I don't even the... like those. <laughs> no, I'm not, the, not my design. I don't like that shoe. Yeah. So aesthetically for me, I wasn't like my favorite shoe, but it, it, had, it was the one, it was that a 200 or like, uh, her, like a shoe that nobody picked. I don't even remember the shoe because nobody picked it, but it literally, the 200 had less paneling. So I was like, I can do, I like the 200 better. I would wear the 200, but I knew I could do more on the 270. Kristen, you know, some collaborators don't get a choice at all, right? So oh, no, <laughs> you're, you're complaining. Come on. Some people get stuck with the, oh, here's a 17 or whatever, right? I would have liked like, the oh. Air Max 1. <laughs> right, of course, of course. <laughs> at least you got a choice. So so you picked your you picked your silhouette. It was a relatively new silhouette then. I think it might have been brand almost new. brand new. Yeah. And what was the process like? Um, it was cool. It was different than the first time because they, we actually got all to meet together and like they put all our like um, accolades on the screen and how many how many shoes we all sold together and how many hits we got. And so it was really cool coming together in the sense of the community. But it was it was a lot more pressure because it was a lot more people that like I knew because New York community you know, they're, they're coming with the big guns. They're not, you know, so I was like, I got to do something that like, you know, and I knew like one of my friends actually was in it and he's a, he's an artist designer. And I was like, Oh my God, like I was so nervous. So I was like, I have to come with it. And I remember the first, like the shoe dropped and like, I remember like people being featured in like sneaker freaker and I wasn't being featured in anything. Like I was just like, Oh, I'm depressed. I remember being out to dinner with my friends and then being like, don't worry. Like you did so good. Like, and then the next morning I was at work and somebody messaged me and they're like, Oh, Serena Williams wearing your shoe question mark. And I was like, at the U S open, I was like, stop. So I went and looked and I was like, she's co Nike copied me already. Like, wow. I was like, and then I zoomed in and I saw the KB on the back of her heels. And I was like, she's wearing my shoe. So I like was jumping up and down, running through this like studio crazy. But the week prior I told, I remember talking to Mike and I said, my biggest dream is have someone like LeBron wear my shoe. Like somebody of that, you know, stature. And it was, Serena Williams is like the queen. So I was just, couldn't ask for a better situation. But you skipped over a lot because the shoe got made first and, and then you yeah, got it before she got it, right? Oh, uh, yeah. So she I didn't debut my, it, did she? No, she debuted it, I mean, for the world. And then that's how like all the hype blew up for me. But I know the shoe released like on the yeah. 19th and she wore it on the 20th or the 20, 20th. She had right. There was like a window that people could buy it, right? Yes, and you had like a week to buy the shoe. Yeah. So I basically um, got early pairs though because I, they were like, "We'll give you early pairs so you can shoot and you know do an event or whatever you yeah. wanted to do." So when I got I got everyone I was close to a pair, and then we shot them. Mike shot Mike helped me so much. He did so much for me with like the shoot. We did like the potholes. It was just so Queens. It came out like perfectly. The ice cream man, like the globe. It was just a and the men in black like space things in the bag it was just really like probably one of the best moments of my life like if for sneakers that was the one thing i wanted to happen to me and that i could be done because i was like that's cool but the shoe released and then 
I ordered because you couldn't get them overseas. I literally ordered so many pairs for friends overseas. Like yeah. I was just like, if you want a pair, sell me, Venmo me and I'll buy them. So I bought like literally 20 pairs and sent them because I thought that was the right thing to do. And I wanted to be top seller. Yeah. So your success with the IDs, your own IDs that people could order, do you think that led to this? Or was yes, everyone so I think my bespokes too. I think when I did send my like picture, I sent a picture of all my bespokes. And at that time I only had four, but I sent them and that was like 2018 was my first release. So then I was supposed to do a Nike t-shirt in 2020, but then I guess, you know, the world stopped. So yeah. that got canceled. Did you post a recent photo that Serena's still still wearing? Yeah, she recent? wore them the other day to Dr. Miami. Somebody sent it to me. They're like, are <laughs> still liking your shoes? I'm like, she has to have multiples. There's no way they're that clean. Yeah, only sneakerheads would notice that in a, in a Serena <laughs> video. What she wearing? I gotta send it to Kristen. That's cool though, because she obviously she obviously likes them. And I know that there was an event in New York that she was at, right? And she, she was at oh the US Open, like biggest tennis event of the year every year and she also wore them to play with her sister the next day on i have pictures of her on the court and them with her sister she wore them in a commercial they're on her instagram she wore them in a complex ad with every single like hype tennis player in the back of her she has them on like she wore them holding her daughter i mean i couldn't i all you have to do is look it up and it's like it's, it's surreal it's just not real <laughs> obviously your bespokes you only have one one of uh, but what about the other ones? Do you have a few? And, and oh, I have that's... three pairs of oh. I have three pairs of the Serenas. I yeah. had I got one pair I wrecked when I first got them. Then I got a second pair that I kept clean, and then I got a third pair that I have DS. Yeah, because that's course. the end of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be able to get those back. Uh, maybe uh, a V2 one day, hopefully, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I could pray, but like I also don't like hold on to that, you know? Like I, because I'm not the person that's gonna be trying or like thirsty for things to happen to me it's what's meant to happen for me is going to happen right like it did like it did the first oh yeah look, look second and third time. That. that's a, like imagine yeah. like <laughs> absolutely you, you mentioned mike the camp out and uh obviously he and tone and you were on the breakdown very popular youtube show sneaker show but it actually goes back further than that because there was another show you were on and and they were on can you talk about United Souls? Yeah, United Souls. Tom wasn't on it. Oh, he, he never was... made like a guest. Of... I thought, he... no, no, my mistake. Uh, okay. He was never on that. He, uh, Paulie Hustle is one of my good friends. I still talk to him. He's just not into shoes anymore. Um, and the other guy I don't really talk to, but it was started out, it was them. And I, and I would always sit there and watch and then I would like chime in. And they'd be like, why don't you just come on? Because you're chiming in and your opinion is good. So... So they put me on it. And I got a lot of abuse, a lot of a lot of hate, a lot of guys saying like, "Why well, have a girl?" You know what she's talking about. Like if you look at the comments, still to this day, I'm sure they're there. But they said horrible things. But I didn't care. And then that's why after that, I was like, "I'm not doing no more shows." Mike asked me to be on the breakdown, and I was like, "No." And then he did it with Tone, and him and Tone would do it. And then Tone was like absent a few times, and Mike was like, "Why don't you sit in?" And then I never left. They, they tried to get me off, but I was like, no, I'm here now. And they were, I think, more respectful and nicer to you, but they still kind of gave you a hard time, right? Oh, I mean, Tone definitely gave me a hard time. But but that, that was just mine. That was real, though. That's how me and Tone really were in real life. It wasn't like we put it on. Like, we would play argue, and then, you know, it would be whatever. But it definitely was, a, at first, a vibe, like, why is she here? But I would probably be, be the same way, but... But at the end of the day, Tom's like a brother. So it was like, I didn't care. You know, like you don't care what your brother says. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned is is taking, taking, you know, in the comment section. And obviously, you know, the advice for everyone is to ignore the comment section, especially when there's negativity. And I don't I don't want to focus on the negativity, but um, people can imagine what, what you had to deal with. And, and I think even on the breakdown, there was some resistance at first mm -hmm. to you there. Um, obviously later a lot of I, girls come at me a lot of females like you would oh, think yeah. females like to stick together but there'd be like a lot of girls coming at me I never was the type of girl to use like my way I look or sexuality for attention like I, I mean 
I have a, a famous pose that I do that's a silhouette, but that's the way my body shaped. It's not like I was out here with like a bathing suit on and Jordans. Like I wasn't that. And I felt like people didn't respect what I had to say because I was a female, but I knew, I knew a lot. So once they got to know me, then I think people started to be like, oh, okay, she knows what she's talking about. So is that sort of what happened, you know, in the city lineups, campouts, sneaker stores? Did it take time? I mean, no, I know. Not in the city. People met me because you, you're meeting me and you're talking to me and you're like, right away, you, you get the vibe like, oh, wow, she does know what she's saying. So I think in another, when you're on a show, it could be scripted. I could have studied before I went. You could have told me all the topics. Literally, I we, I didn't prepare for anything. Sometimes I listen. I wasn't the best host because sometimes I'd be like totally off in another. Didn't care about the topic, but if I don't care about something, I don't care. Yeah. So when Mike would talk about something, I would just you know go to space. <laughs> I mean, you talked about being a kid and you know being a little bit of a tomboy, hanging out with the boys. So you obviously were comfortable, and I know sneakers for women are huge and have been huge all over the world, but especially in New York. So you know, in those times, were there a lot of females in, in line? Were you the no. only one a lot of times? No, there was maybe like one or two, but I feel like one or two that were there for their man. <laughs> like, they yeah. weren't, you know, it wasn't, no, I, I really, at that time, back then, I was like the only one. And, but that was then when there was no social media. I'm sure I wasn't the only one in all of New York. But the only other place I feel like their sneakers were ahead of us was in the UK. There was women into sneakers and Air Max back then as well like I think definitely I think Jordan's more was America at that time because you know Michael Jordan was playing did you see a change at all in terms of how many girls women were in line as things happened from like you know when you started coming into the city till you know maybe a few years ago when when lineup started kind of died off and it became raffles I was the only girl uh, online for Supreme at, at, in the beginning. And now, you know, there's hundreds of girls there. So, I mean, I totally, but that's why I feel like I have respect on my name because everyone knows me as like, oh, gee, like she used to camp out when there was camp outs. Cause now there's no camp outs. You have to have a raffle. You have to win on bullshit that you never win. And, you know, then you go pick up your shoe, but I never win anything like that. Do you have any, you know, you mentioned the time, the, the volcanoes where you lined up and then didn't get them. Do you have any memories of campouts or lineups where something um, maybe better than that happened or, or something? Oh yeah, I got happened? into a fight with a guy because he didn't know who I was. And th- what happened was it was a Stone Island Supreme, and they were doing the release at Stone Island, and um, they wouldn't let us line up before. So they had everybody in like a circle over there and then they were going to say, okay, now line up. And then everybody was going to run. Meanwhile, I was there first. So um, Mike likes to stand back and like, to you know, let things, cause he knows everybody. So I was trying to walk up and the dude started calling me a bitch and like screaming at me and was like, gonna, because I was like, you're pushing a girl. Like I'm going for a small, well, you're not going for, you're a reseller. You're not going for the small. Like, what does it matter if I, you know, and then I was screaming and then it was just like a big, then they threw Mike off the line and they let Mike in. It was just a big mess. And then after that, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, some of those, release, some of those <laughs> releases got pretty wild with people running through the city at the parks and stuff like that must have been, were you still, were you still involved at that point? No, it was too much. It started to yeah. become too much. At that point, I had enough connections that I would have people help me. Yeah. Like people would help me. So I would get, I would get shoes. So it didn't matter. And I don't, and I was at the point where like, if I don't get something, I don't get it. I, I wasn't meant to have it. That's how many but, shoes I have. Yeah. In, so in the earlier days were, you know, overnight camp outs, a regular thing. Like, were you doing that all yeah. the time? Every, uh, every weekend, some, every Wednesday night, because Supreme would be Thursday. So that was when Supreme, like, Bogos were like hard to get. Like, yeah. so it did. Did you, the map jacket, the North Face jacket I had, I camped online for that. Like, it was, but then once the Supreme, blew, once they sold Supreme, that's when it became corporate. It changed totally. And a lot of people who were into Supreme fell off too. They were like, this is pointless. So, what were the spots in New York that you were camping out most for sneakers in the day? Locker, was it Foot Locker? Yeah. Was that? Kiff. 34th which, which, which oh, well it depends on what like what was releasing so sometimes they'd restock on jordans if they were opening up a new Foot Locker, there'd be like a grand reopening and yeah. they release like jordan so 
I would go to 34th Street, whatever Foot Locker, mostly Kith, uh, Kith, um, Supreme. Um, I've camped at Packers in Jersey. I've camped, I pretty much camped at Concepts in New York. I've, I've camped a lot of places. I've drove to, to Philly for shoes and camped there. So, I mean, I haven't done that in a long time, but now it's just totally different. The whole scene is different. It's, I mean, everybody's still around that I'm cool with, but it's not the same like vibe. And it was early days, at least of social media, maybe it was Facebook and things like that. But is that where you met people? Is that where your community? Instagram, not Facebook. People no, no, I meant before even, like, did you meet people in line? Is that where the where Oh, the yeah, people... you meet people in line. I met, we met Tone in line. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you meet, you meet, and like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Brooklyn. Oh, like, then it's like, oh, I'm from, I'm from Queens. Oh, we're five minutes away. Like, you know, then you exchange numbers and it was like, it, that's how it was organic. Now everyone's like, you know, who, how can you help me? You know, I want to talk a little bit about more being female on the scene and 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 you creating your own shoes and that sort of uh, influence you had. What do you see for women in sneakers now? Obviously, the brands are making a good big push. You know, sneakers haven't been, you know, something that girls and women have been foreign to, like you talked about. But it certainly seems like the brands in the last few years have been, especially Jordan brand, are making a big push uh, and it seems natural if sneakers are bigger on the wider scale well, why not no offense to billy eilish but you have billy eilish designing a shoe like who what is that <laughs> to me that's not like real so that's why for me i feel like yes there's more females in it and i'm happy for that and i don't want to sound like but for the sneaker the sneaker game to me is just oversaturated to the point where like i don't care billy eilish is coming out with a jordan was she even born does she even know when he's like, maybe she does know, but it's just, it just seems like they pull these people out of the sky. It's like, I'd rather you pick like someone that like, you know, Mach. Why doesn't Mach design a Nike shoe? Like, and he has his own shoe now and it's amazing. But I'm saying like, he could have been done a Nike shoe. Like there's so many things that I feel like designers or people that have talent and care about the sneaker community and, and bring that, that organic, real, sense to it back they don't use them they they just want money it's money they don't care if you don't win on sneakers app they put this whole article out oh it's not fair on sneakers app they're not going to do anything about it everyone thinks they're going to do anything about it like hello no they're not they don't care (laughs) yeah only the heavy duty people even pay attention to that right only people like us even read those posts and the rest of the world doesn't care i was just saying i'm like they don't they're not going to do anything about it who cares (laughs) you know you you talked about billy eilish and at the same time, it seems like they're it seems like they're doing two two things. We talk about Nike and Jordan brand. They're you know doing these collabs with people who maybe at least we don't know if they have a sneaker history. We don't know their story, and whether they're telling a good story or not, it seems like it's for the younger crowd, the new heads, maybe not people like us who've been doing this for a long time. But then they do do some projects and collabs with you know, more experienced fashion oriented people, um, you know, like a Melody Asani or something. Like, do you like any of that stuff? Oh, I have a few of her pairs. I do. But I also too, like, um, I didn't really know about her much until her shoes came out. So yeah. like, yeah, like I, she's dope, a hundred percent dope. But I have, like I said, I have her shoes, but I don't know. I didn't know anything about her. Like, I feel like they just, for it's Nike's fault. Not, I don't want to seem like I'm coming at the females because I'm not, but it's like Nike's fault. Like you're not doing your, you just don't care. It's just like, they don't care. I mean, they don't have to care. To think about how much money they actually make on a daily basis, they don't have to care what we think. They're still going to sell on us because of whether we enter the drawer or not. <laughs> you mentioned that, uh, you know, you picked up or you're picking up the uh, pot of Air Max. Oh, they're ones. coming in the mail. This- <laughs> <laughs> so, it sounds like you know you're not as you know involved maybe as you once were but you still are so you know you still I can't get away up. from it I <laughs> want to get away from it I want to get away from it. like not like I, I do but I, I still love it I can't help it like as much as I said I'm not going to buy anything I'm not going to pay resale for anything when those dropped I was like oh I need those like you know certain certain things I still buy clothes like 
I, I love Russell Brand. So when Kith did Russell Brand collabo, I had to get, you know, a couple things from there. And then when Kith did the Olympics, uh, you know, I had to get some of that. <laughs> so yeah. like, I think more clothes wise, I'm still buying Bape sometimes, but sneakers, I definitely just been Nike ID and these pods that are coming out. I mean, Jordan's ones, I mean, I feel like I have so many and then I still want to buy more. <laughs> yeah. So have you picked up any, you know, other than the Air Max ones, like, and the IDs? Can you no. think of anything recently? Any, any ASICs, any new no. balance? Nasics, I stopped because the shape, the shape on the new pair, I don't, I don't like them, so I don't really buy Asics really. But I think Ronnie's dropping um, leatherbacks in a gel light five, so I, I'll try to get those. I mean, I might not be able to because I never win a raffle, but they usually do like a loyalty program there sometimes. Yeah. And I've been, they, they go in your account and they see how long you've been shopping there. So, yeah, I, everyone... I've actually been picking up New Balance. I was going to ask, we didn't mention New Balance because that was. I know, I totally, I've been picking up. Meanwhile, that's the most pairs I got of those in the last five months. I got the Ronnie Blue. I got all the Ronnies that came out because you know how we did like a loyalty program. So three pairs of Ronnies. And I got those put together ones that look like the materials cut. Yeah, yeah, patchwork or whatever they were. Those are beautiful. Those are so Mm -hmm. beautiful. And um, that's, yeah, I've been mostly, New Balance is so comfortable. So I'm wearing that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know you're a big New Balance. We, we didn't talk about We talked about Nike and a little bit of Asics. You can't remember when you have so many. <laughs> yeah, Jordan's and New Balance. I mean, that's that's a lot. Like, uh, like obviously, New Balance has been uh, has sort of blown up. I, you know, you've been on New Balance for a long time, too. I wonder what you think about that as, you know, from a, from a fashion and like even like a design perspective. It seems like they're doing a lot of what the Nikes of the world do, like. Well, I'm happy really? for New Balance because they're made in the USA. So that, that makes me happy. And New Balance is like, they're, it feels more homegrown. Like the aesthetic has become corporate, you know? And it's not like that, you know, you go to the store and you see the own, like I used to shop at Kith and Ronnie used to be there. Like I haven't seen Ronnie at Kith in, you know, years now. And that's dope that he's made, but like, it's not the same. He used to be there. I used to talk to him. He used to ask me if I like his new stuff. Like, it's totally, you can't get near Ronnie now. You know, it's like a different, different time. And I hope, I pray that it goes back one day. Maybe it'll cycle out. Like, you know, everything cycles out. Things go out of style and then they come back. So I hope, but I just don't see sneakers. It's not going down. It's going up. Yeah. I kind of feel that way about New Balance, you know, like, not to be a gatekeeper or anything. Like, oh, yeah. The original dad But like, you know. New Balance has been around and some people are just discovering now, which is good. Again, not, not trying to gatekeep, but it feels like that corporate kind of vibe. It feels um, like that. It feels like it's, it's, it's not catching up to Nike. We know that it's not catching up to Adidas and, and that's a good thing. Right. But you know, tons of color colorways like the 550s like next color next color next color kind of feels like a little jordan one ish you know it's like do i need all these colorways i know they're the same colors yeah and then they and then they do like a shoe you know they do a 1300 and it's like the original one that everyone you know always wanted but then they do like another one that's kind of like the 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 basic version of mm-hmm. it and it's kind of like and that's kind of what Nike does they do the they do the sh- the shadow and then they do the mid and it's like yeah I see them following the same pattern and again it's not a bad thing but it just feels like it might not be feel so special anymore yeah that's what I'm saying. it doesn't feel special exactly it doesn't feel like how it used to feel it doesn't and that sucks because you know it was such a big part of me it still is but. That's why I, that's why I say to Mike, I'm like, what if we have a show? Like, what am I going to talk about? Like, I don't, I don't want to make people feel like, you know, that they shouldn't like, like sneakers anymore or do things. But like the end of the day, I have to be real with myself. And, you know, my priorities are a little bit different now, more like house and grass and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, those kind of things. (laughs) But as you mentioned, you're still keeping your eye on things you're still buying things you're still buying clothes you still have your no your... i still know <laughs> still know and uh you still obviously have that design inspiration in you and you're doing the ids and, and hopefully some bespokes and some bigger projects down the road who knows what happens when the world gets back to normal soon and as far as the show you know i've told mike this and um i'm told that uh i'm sure all your 
audience uh, misses you guys. So um, if you guys come up with any idea, even a podcast, um, it would be well listened to. But um, I'm happy that you gave me the time because uh, we wanted to uh, get you, hear what you're up to and, and hear some stories. And I'm sure you have a lot more. And, uh, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. I mean, I felt forgotten. So you made me feel like people remember me. So <laughs> definitely not stay out there. We want to, we want to see your photos and uh, whatever else uh, you create because it's, uh, it's great. So um, yeah, keep it up. Thank you so much. I want to give a big thanks to Kristen for coming on the podcast. You can find her at KB1ACK23 on Instagram. You can find me at Heads Ain't Ready. And you can find Sneaker Dads on Twitter, YouTube, and on Instagram, as well as at sneakerdads.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another episode next week. Later.